0: Blog Talk Radio. Hey, welcome to Snake Oil Radio here on Blog Talk Radio. This is host uh, Jim Ventura, and thanks for joining me. If you're, uh, I'm going to introduce you. If it's the first time uh, listening to uh, Snake Oil Radio, I'll tell you a little bit about that. Uh, I do a monthly column on the web called Snake Oil, of course, and I've been doing this for a little over five years now, and uh, about a year or so ago I started to add the uh, live radio show to the mix as well too, so I am a, uh, again my name is Jim Ventura and I'm a writer and a spiritual counselor and an oracle reader, I have expertise in astrology and numerology and tarot and quite a few other oracles. Uh, my main goal, of course, when I do work with people, is to teach them how they do create their reality through their beliefs. But of course, uh, you know, the more where we are through uh, about ourselves, and, and, and uh, the more enlightened we have the potential to become, when we are aware of our own process. So what I find with the tarot and with uh, numerology and astrology and all these other amazing tools is they really help us tune into our own process and guide us and give us enlightenment. And really just, in their own way, they bring you back to trusting your own higher self, your own inner wisdom. I think they just become reflections of those uh, that dynamic of what's going on inside of you. So I have been a professional spiritual counselor for almost uh, 18, 20 years now. And uh, I am an author, I've uh, published my first book about a year or two back called Dirty Little Secrets, and that's available on Amazon.com by Jim Ventura, or you can get that directly through me. And uh, again, I like uh, my second book that's on its way out, it's Snake Oil Volume 1, I've done a column for quite some time now, so I have quite a few collected columns, and those are being put together, and I should have that out in the next couple of months. So my show is an opportunity for me to uh, read my my monthly column on air and then to welcome any callers or listeners uh, who want to either uh, make a comment or ask a question about the topic, our monthly topic at hand. Or, of course, uh, if anyone's interested, they can also call in and ask me any other questions, including, you know, I could do a free uh, little mini reading. Of course, it's uh, not as detailed as, as we'd like to get uh, because of our, our show is not too long, but at least a five minute little quick uh, comment on any questions that anyone may have. Uh, so that said, uh, let me get right to our monthly uh, column here, and this month's column uh, is called Fat America. So, again, I'm going to read this column. If anyone is uh, has any comments or anything in the chat room, be aware that I'm going to not necessarily be able to type. I can answer questions on air. Uh, or, again, you can call in, and once I'm finished, I'll give that call in number out. So, again, snake oil for August of 2009, Fat America. About every month or so, I go to Las Vegas to spend a few days living in purposeful decadence. I waited a buffet or two during my trips, and part of my ritual was to gorge on foods that I don't normally eat. On my last trip, I even walked around with a huge chocolate and peanut butter milkshake while playing slots. For the most part, I eat a healthy diet, exercise regularly, so occasionally eating some not-so-healthy foods isn't the end of the world for me. I enjoy eating a healthy diet most of the time. so I don't see staying fit in eating healthy foods as a chore. I consider it a necessity, and actually enjoy the process of taking care of my body. I also think it's okay to indulge and celebrate every once in a while. I notice there are people from all over the world who visit Las Vegas. Even without hearing them speak, I can easily tell us who is from another country and who are Americans. It's easier to spot Americans in Vegas, because a lot of them are fat. Whether so I dine at buffets on my trip, or just Regular sit-down restaurants. I observed a similar pattern. Everywhere I went, there were lots of heavy people around me. The last breakfast before heading home was me being sandwiched between a huge fat couple and an even larger family of four on the other side of me. The mom was so obese that she had to maneuver around in an oversized wheelchair. Her husband was almost equally as big, and her two teenage children were not were also quite large. It looked like they were having a great time, and I have no doubt that they were probably very nice people. But it alarmed me to see a whole family who was this size. Okay, so it looks like we got cut off. This uh, is interesting. I'm going to have to talk to him about this system. Uh, It seems like this happened the last time I was on air also uh, getting chopped off mid-sentence. So, again, I apologize to any of my listeners for this. And, of course, it leaves me wondering how far in I got with my column. So I'm going to start over and hope that uh, (laughs) this does not occur again again. Anyway, so we'll go back into this snake oil, fat America. About every month or so, I go to Las Vegas to spend a few days living in purposeful decadence. I eat a buffet or two during my trips, and part of my ritual is to gorge on foods that I don't normally eat. On my last trip, I even walked around with a huge chocolate and peanut butter milkshake while playing slots. For the most part, I ate a healthy diet and exercise regularly, so occasionally eating some not-so-healthy foods isn't the end of the world for me. I enjoy eating a healthy diet most of the time. So I don't see staying fit and eating healthy foods as a chore. I consider it a necessity and actually enjoy the process of taking care of my body. I also think it's okay to indulge and celebrate every once in a while. I notice there are people from all over the world who visit Las Vegas. Even without hearing them speak, I can easily tell who, who is from another country and who are Americans. It's easy to spot Americans in Vegas. Just a lot of them are fat. Well, I dined at buffets during my trip, or just regular sit-down restaurants. I observed a similar pattern. Everywhere I went, there were lots of heavy people all around me. The last breakfast before heading home was me being sandwiched between a huge fat couple and an even larger family of four on the other side of me. Mom was so obese that she had to maneuver around in an oversized wheelchair. Her husband was equally, almost equally as big, and her two teenage children were also quite large. They looked like they were having a great time and I have no doubt that they were very nice people. But it alarmed me to see a whole family who were so completely out of shape. This is really a subjective observation on my part. I am the type of person who feels uncomfortable if I get over 10 or 15 pounds of my ideal body weight. So when I see people who are 100 pounds or more overweight, imagine what it would feel like carrying it all around. Still, if someone chooses to be really fat, I think it's their right to live the life they way they choose to. Statistically the rate of obesity is higher than ever, especially among children. There are many reasons for this to be so commonplace at this time. Children spend hours in front of the television, computer screens, and endless hours texting and talking on cell phones. These activities are not good for burning calories. Few See children seem to play outside the way many of us did as kids. As much as I loved television and computer games when I was a child, I really loved to play outside with my friends when the weather was nice. I rode my bike a lot, played handball, dodgeball, ball, and many other active games. We walked everywhere, because whether we liked it or not, my mom and most of the other moms were not driving us anywhere. We probably ate just as much crap as kids do today, but we burned it all off. The lack of exercise. As well as extra corn syrup pumped into so many foods, is probably what makes obesity so commonplace in today's world. While diet and lack of exercise account for the current problem, there are also other influences at work. All forms of dis-ease are based on emotional and psychological issues. Fat is a physical manifestation of protection and armor for the body. In order to be healthy, we need to have some body fat to protect us natural and healthy to carry some protection. But, in the case of people who are extremely fat or obese, there's an element of overprotection and even hiding. The extra padding is emotionally connected to trying to shield oneself from a harsh world. It's often used to avoid intimacy. About 20% of the population struggles with a fear of lack. There are a number of ways this fear can start to take root, but whatever the cause, The urge to fill an endless hunger is far stronger than a healthy sense of regulating what we eat. This fear of lack is a major contributor to to overeating and obesity. Many of the fattest people often reach for sugar. When we ingest excess sugar, it triggers an emotional response that makes us temporarily feel like we're receiving sweetness. The need for sweets temporarily satiates our emotional body's sense of being loved. Many of children are rewarded with sweets from parents. The more we reach for sugar, the more likely that sugar will turn to fat on the body. Overeating is simply an emotional compulsion that eventually becomes a physical addiction to food. There are people in this world who are heavy and happy. Okay, looks like we're back on again. Another disconnect. Uh, my apologies. Um, I'm not sure they definitely got some issues with the uh, with the call-in system at this point. So we'll we'll persevere on though. Okay, so let me go backtrack for a little bit here. Um, okay, so I'm still trying to get through <laughs> reading my column here. All right. So there are people in this world who are heavy and happy. They enjoy eating and celebrate life to the fullest. They're not concerned about what people think of them and even see themselves as sexy. The ones that believe this attract friends and lovers who see them this way as well. Even though there are some people who are heavy and quite happy, this is not commonplace. More often than not, it's tough to be fat and happy. Many human beings are judgmental and prejudiced when it comes to obese people. They recognize that extreme excess weight is taxing on the body and will influence health and longevity. Few people in the world haven't cringed when a heavy person squeezes next to them on an airplane or other tight, crowded space. Fat people are often treated with disdain. This is most evident with the teasing that occurs in childhood. Children can be especially cruel to fat kids. Sadly, this, this teasing adds to their pain and often drives them to consume, to consume more food to stuff their feelings and put on more armor. I remember how viciously fat kids would tease when I was younger. Sadly, I even remember doing a little of the teasing myself when I was immature and far less compassionate. And, unfortunately, the teasing doesn't end in childhood. Often adults are prone to doing the very same thing. While our obesity rates are on the, one of the highest in the world, in American culture, we're often obsessed with being thin and beautiful. Movies, television, and ads in magazines often create images that are difficult and unrealistic for most people to achieve. Clearly, there's a link between these two polarities that contributes to the problem. Often after someone who's extremely heavy loses a lot of weight, they eventually gain it back. This is because the emotional and psychological causes are not resolved. Having some body fat is actually healthy. A little bit of protection can be a good thing. Achieving some ridiculous magazine's retouched photo ideal of the perfect lean body is unrealistic. More often than not, most heterosexual men I know find women with a little meat on their bones to be the sexiest women of all. And few women are looking for men with perfect, ripped six-packs. Maintaining a healthy line between a fit body and a reasonable amount of padding is truly an ideal to strive for. People recognize that there's an element of self-abuse and gluttony involved in the makeup of many obese people they feel justified in pointing this out. This is really just judgment and unnecessary criticism. Hopefully, as the human race evolves, we'll begin become more tolerant of the many different body types that exist in this diverse world. Not only with heavy people, but with everyone who's different in any way. We'll even realize that everyone is doing the best that they can. We might even begin to put more emphasis, emphasis on who people are inside than whether they're perfect on the outside. Maybe someday we'll be a culture that is fat with extra compassion and understanding. And if and when that day comes, it's likely there'll be a lot less obese people out there. They will need to surround themselves with armor to feel safe, because the world will become a kind of place to live in. Okay, so uh, I thankfully got through my, my column and <laughs> uh I'm I'm amused here because uh this uh this issue with the uh with the, the system definitely is a little bit of a pain in the butt here, so I'll have to uh check on that before my next show so I don't have to go through this constant getting shut down. Anyway, so that said, looks like we don't have we've got a bit of quiet Audience situation today, I'm not seeing too many people in the chat room, so I'm going to talk a little bit about this subject and anyone, if they join us um, and would like to ask any questions. okay so looks like third time is the charm here uh anyway if uh if i get disconnected again uh please either be patient I'll, I'll come back in or um i may actually cut today's show short uh because uh we need to get this straightened out in the system so we're not uh we're, i only have a 45 minute show and it's already uh it's already 20 minutes 25 minutes and a half it's been bleeped out so anyway, uh, again, that call number, if you are still hanging with me, is six four six two hundred three nine six six. And I want to talk a little bit about this subject because I think um, there is an element of uh, yeah, this was maybe I, I was surprised because I I tend to be very very forthright as a writer and I I point out pretty clearly as a snake oil. As a snake a columnist said, I really do like to talk about just about every subject, and I, I don't think we should filter um, what we talk about in a lot of cases, because I think there really is some value in talking about, you know, all kinds of things, including, you know, and especially from a metaphysical perspective, because we are supposed to be less judgmental. So I do like to talk about some some sometimes some touchy areas, and I think this, you know, may be one for some people, um, I didn't, uh, you know, notably I've mentioned this in some of my other radio shows that because I've, I've occasionally touched some uh, raw nerves with certain subjects or columns, I've had people who have um, asked to be removed from my mailing list um, if they were insulted or, you know, uncomfortable with something I talked about. You know, fortunately this does not occur very often. It does occur every once in a while. Um, that is one of the realities, of of the work that I do and the willingness to really dialogue and and I find that some people will disagree with my perspectives and I always you know like to point out that I'm okay with somebody disagreeing with me we're not always going to agree with the way uh, you know with everything everyone says or does hopefully people are adult about that and understand that that's what makes the world go around but. Um, uh, you know I didn't really have anyone uncomfortable uh this time uh from this particular subject other than I thought that there might be one or two people that would have been uh and, and it's certainly obviously anyone who who understands my my writing style will understand that i I do like to um I'm a very honest person a very direct true sagittarius in that context, and um I really do feel it's important to to be direct about what we think. You know, I, I take a very um, honest and, and practical approach to, to observing heavy people because, yeah, it absolutely can be disturbing in that sense. But by the same token, I do think that you know we we all have a right to be how we are in that sense. Really, people make choices about what to do with their bodies, and no one should really tell them, you know, really how they could they have to live necessarily. You know, in extreme cases, when people get really, really, really obese, like, you know, I think I just saw something on the Oprah Winfrey show where there was a 900-pound woman. You know, in cases like that, we're looking at levels that become, you know, so difficult that I think she was going to go in for surgery, lap band-type surgery, and they had to have the fire department take her out of the house. I mean, this does inevitably kind of affect, you know, affect a lot of people. You know, we're paying for this in some respects. But really, in truth, for the most part, for people who are heavy, you know, it, again, it's their own experience um, and, and their own life. So they're not really hurting anybody in that sense. And even if they are, in truth, hurting themselves at some level, you know, again, to me, if they're, if they're happy that way, no one really has a right to tell you how to live your life in that sense. So I think that, like I had pointed out in this piece, there really is something for developing a more compassionate culture, and and really understanding the way people live their lives without Okay, so it looks like that is about the fourth time I've got disconnected. I think if I get disconnected again, I'm going to sign off and consider this a short show. So, uh, and then we'll, we'll try to get that taken care of for next time. And I would like to mention that uh, I'm going to uh, change gears here a little bit. I am doing a show on the 18th, and it's uh, an interview show. I do a monthly interview show in addition to my regular show with Steve Riales. He's a feeling coach, a former speed freak, and alcoholic who reveals how to break the madness of addiction forever. I think this is going to be a really interesting show. Steve is a writer and a speaker, and he talks about how he went through addiction and how he broke that process. Um, So I think that that will be a great show. Uh, Again, uh, 10.30 a.m. Phoenix time, Pacific time in this case, now on Tuesday, the 18th of August for an hour show. So check us out then. Hopefully, I will have uh, this issue straightened out uh, with blog talk radio. So again, if I get disconnected, I probably will let the show go short this time because I think it's just uh, a little too frustrating in that sense to to finish through. But for now, we'll persevere. So I mean, I'm going to go back to my talking about what I was talking about in that sense, but let me also mention, again, if you if you come along this far. Uh, one of the other ways to catch my uh, information from me is to email me at venturasage at yahoo dot com or venturawards at mac dot com and I can get you on my monthly newsletter um, column. free service comes once a month, and you have an opportunity to kind of read at your leisure and find out you know about different uh personal sessions and classes and and things about books and various other things that I'm doing. So really uh, feel free to check that out. You can also go to my website at any point at htpweb.mac.com slash VenturaWords. Most of the information is on my Blog Talk radio page as well. So if, if I talk too fast and you couldn't write it down, you may absolutely get that from that place. So, okay, back to, uh, I'm going to again make my attempt here to see whether I can finish a show without getting cut off. Uh, through the system a million more times. So uh, anyway, you know, again, all physical issues that we deal with in life have an emotional, psychological base behind them. So fat is no exception to this rule. That's why I really did not want to hesitate to talk about this subject. And, you know, I mean, in in other cultures from years ago, being fat really in many ways was being seen, seen as wealthy. In, in many respects, when there were issues with with getting food, um, you know, being being fat was seen as an abundant element, even in many cases, the wealthy. And it wasn't that all wealthy people were fat, but again, it was not seen necessarily as a negative. Um, and 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 in fact, again, in, in many cultures, larger women, in that sense, were seen as goddesses, or you know, in that context, as, as large and abundant and beautiful. That way, you see this in old paintings. Uh, you know, from the from the 1500s, 1600s, and, and even before this, that this was seen as a sign of wealth and and luxury and and uh, you know success in some context. So I do think that that is an element that obviously exists within our psyches. But I think for the last you know probably hundred years, that particular dynamic has been less um, has operated less strongly. And there is a perception that when someone is really, really overweight, that there is a dysfunction going on here in that sense. And, and, and there is a certainly, an amount, a, there's certainly an element of truth to this, as I had talked about in the column. You know, fat, again, is armor. When people overeat, in that sense, they are, you know, shielding and protecting themselves uh, from, from external or internal pain. So it can become very, very difficult to, to gauge the ability to know when to stop eating in that sense and to eat to excess because the emotional psychological issue is so strong uh, that it overrides the body's normal responses of telling it it's full uh, or being selective about what kind of foods we actually put in the body in that sense. So it is absolutely a painful experience for people to go through. That's why you know I often recommend Compassion when it comes to dealing with people who are heavy because they really are doing the best that they can. Um, in many cases, the, the wounding, the emotional psychological wounding that occurred was really severe and really is strongly still within their psyche. That's why it's really common for people who go on you know, drastic weight loss programs to, uh, in many cases, actually gain it back because they cannot, the new body...